This is the Tao of Christ, and I'm Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which church historian Evelyn Underhill called the Unit of Life, and which Richard Rohr calls the Universal Christ, and which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Marshall Davis. The topic I'm going to be talking about today came out of a question asked by one of my listeners. I read every email that comes to me and I respond to them all. I don't usually respond to comments that are put on my blog site or on the on the YouTube channel. I don't even know if you can put comments on the podcast. Uh, services or not. I've not seen any, but whenever anybody takes the time to email me directly, then I will read it and I respond. And if they ask questions, I'll answer the questions. And once in a while, uh, a question will be so important that I think that it needs to be addressed in an episode. So I do that, and that's what I'm going to be doing here today. A listener emailed me and said that he was reading my newest book, The Gospel of Non-Duality, and he had a question. He wrote this. The question that keeps popping up as I read is, how does one die to self, or forget self, or get out of the way? How does one completely surrender? I responded back to him saying that this is the most important question that one could ask. It showed me that he was serious about this. You know, I get a lot of questions from a lot of people, but they seem to be mostly ideas in the head. But this man went directly to the heart of the matter. He wasn't messing around. He wanted to know how to break through. When Jesus encountered a man like this, he responded to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. That's what this is all about, that I'm talking about. You have to keep your focus on the main thing and not get distracted by all the sidetracks and spirituality and religion. So I answered the man, and in part, this is my answer. I said, the answer is that there is no technique to die to self. It is something that happens rather than something that we bring about. It's not a matter of which spiritual discipline works best. It is all a matter of intent, perseverance, and courage. That's what I want to expand upon today. How do we die to self? How do we wake up? How do we break through this world of seeming duality into non-dual reality? To use the terms from the Eastern religions, how are we enlightened? How are we liberated? Language is clumsy in trying to talk about this because there really is no I or we to be liberated or enlightened or freed or saved or even to die. We wake up from the eye. We die to the eye, into an awareness where there is no eye, where there's no sense of individual identity that we might call the self or the ego. As I said in my email, there is no technique, no three-easy-step program to enlightenment, no surefire proven method. There cannot be because... There really is nothing to accomplish, nothing to do, nowhere to go spiritually. It's simply a matter of noticing what is already present. 
Dying to self or seeing through the self is something that happens. In my life, it happened when I was not expecting it. I have related this in other episodes, how dying to self happened in three different experiences during my life. Each one of them was a spontaneous dissolution of the sense of individual self. And these three experiences happened 20 years apart each, so 40 years from the first to the third. The first one was brief, only lasting a few minutes, but it was powerful and it happened out of the blue when I was in my early 20s. I encountered the divine and in Isaiah's words, I was undone. I ceased to be. It had left me literally trembling in my shoes. The second occurrence happened 20 years later at a spiritual retreat when I was in training to be a spiritual director, and it literally shook me to the root of my being. It was a terrifying experience. I powerfully experienced a death of self so that I no longer existed. Such an experience like that could not be forgotten, even though I tried to. I abandoned contemplative spiritual practice, and I immersed myself in conservative evangelical Christianity, but it didn't work. I couldn't, I didn't forget. You can't forget something like that. Truth breaks through even the, the tough, hard shell of evangelicalism, which was, for me, a way to hide from God. The third time, which happened 20 years later, 40 years after the first one, was, was different than the other two, but in a sense it was a, a repeat of the first two. Fear was once again present, but it transitioned into acceptance. And this acceptance is what I call faith. Paul Tillich calls it absolute faith, when it is faith in the absolute and not a, a lesser concern. I accepted the fear and death, and I embraced it. The fear that was the main characteristic of the, of the first two times gave way to peace. And in the nine years since this, this third incident, there has been a continuing opening up and exploration of the fullness that was seen and continues to be seen. These years have been a time for me to find a way to, to think about this and to articulate it in words. At the beginning, no words could describe it, but in time, the words came. So when people ask me, how? How do I bring this about? How do I die to self? How do I see through the self? How do I wake up? I simply say, keep on doing whatever you're doing. If what you're doing has brought you to the point of asking that question, then it's working. And it will happen, and when it happens, you will see it was not because of anything that you did. To use the Christian term for this, it is grace. So we've talked about faith and grace here. I say there's nothing we can do to bring it about, and yet I don't think it would have happened if I did not make the quest for the purr of great price, as Jesus called it, my ultimate concern, my overwhelming passion. I have made the spiritual quest the prime focus of my life. Everything else has been second to it, including ministry. 
That's what Jesus was asking from his 12 disciples when he told them to drop whatever they were doing, their fishing nets or their tax-collecting books or whatever, and just drop it and come follow him. That's what I did, and thank God my wife was fine with that. For This is her passion as well. She loves God with all of her heart and mind and soul and strength. So we're on the same page. We are blessed to find each other. Now I told this listener by email that there were no techniques to bring about spiritual awakening, but there are three qualities that help. They are intent, perseverance, and courage. It doesn't matter what religious or spiritual practices you do, but how you do them is important. The intent has to be truth. Discovering truth about yourself and about reality. This has to be the passion of your life that's willing to break apart all obstacles and all idols. If spirituality is just a pastime or a hobby, I encourage you to find some other pastime or a hobby. You know, take up skydiving or stamp collecting or something like this. That This is not a pastime. This is your life. Buddha referred to this as right intent or right resolve. The second quality is perseverance. This is not a quick fix. This quest is long. This is a marathon, not a sprint. This is a lifetime pursuit, not just a phase of life. Jesus told parables about this, like the woman who would not stop coming to the judge until the judge gave her the justice that she wanted, or like the man who would not stop knocking on the door of his neighbor at midnight till he opened up the door and gave him what he, what he wanted. Jesus taught this. He said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And the Greek text means to, to keep on asking and keep on seeking and keep on knocking. He's talking about perseverance. It took me 40 years before the door opened. And then I saw that the door was always open and there wasn't even the door to be opened. Buddha called this right effort. The third quality is courage. The courage to be is what Paul Tillich called it in a book by by that name. Tillich's philosophy has always been important to me ever since I was a student of one of Tillich's disciples when I was in college. Courage is needed because spiritual awakening involves facing death. So you need the courage of a soldier who faces death on a battlefield. And even more so in a certain sense because a, a soldier goes into battle hoping to protect himself and to come off the battlefield alive. But when you go into this battle, you know that the intent is to die. To die to self. So this is more like a suicide mission. The spiritual life is dying to self. Jesus said that over and over again. He said we have to lose our life to gain it. We have to lose self to gain eternal life. He said that to be his disciple, that we have to deny ourselves and take up our cross and follow him. And Jesus was using this metaphor of crucifixion as a metaphor for the spiritual quest of, of dying to separate self. And this dying takes courage. You know, I was never more afraid in my life. And that second time at that retreat, when I clearly saw and felt and knew 
that there was no self, that that self had died as far as I was concerned. It was, in Kierkegaard's term, fear and trembling. It scared me so much that I, I ran from it. I tried to deny that it happened. I was scared enough to try to retreat back into a, a safer form of Christianity where the self is, was still there and it was prized and valued and thought to live on throughout eternity. But I had already seen the truth. And as Jesus said, once the truth sets you free, you are free indeed. There's no going back into bondage. So you need courage. The courage to be. The courage to be being itself, and not just human being. The courage to be one with the ground of being. The courage to look in the mirror and see exactly what you are, and not flinch from that vision. As the Apostle Paul said, to remain faithful to the heavenly vision. It is so tempting not to do that, to settle for religion or for spirituality. Just enough spiritual sight to make you feel a bit better. Take the edge off some of the suffering of life. But if that's what you're looking for, then there are plenty of teachers and preachers and gurus and self-helpers that will sell you a program. I advise you just to pay your money and, and take their course. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about spiritual self-improvement. I'm talking about the end of self-improvement, because it's the end of self. This takes courage. It takes the courage to die to everything you think you are, everything you think the world is. You die and then you see that you are life, life itself, what Jesus called eternal life, that you are the goal that you are reaching for. You are the one you have been searching for. It takes courage to be. And that's it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.